happening and we are so close to the new year party people this is talking during movies the podcast where we take key quotes and moments from a film to drive a two-hour conversation and this one is a z party people this one is brought to you by the ak-47 so there you are you're wondering how many bullets can i put in this well, the Banana Clip AK-47 with 100 rounds on a double wraparound with an automatic trigger will put those 100 bullets in whatever you want in seconds. Might melt the barrel, but the assailant's dead. Or the elk, or the antelope, or the deer, or the woulda, 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 shoulda, coulda. You wonder what that dinging is? That's Trey not putting his phone on silent. That's what that is. Ladies and gentlemen, returning champion, coming back quick after popular popular responses on old school my friend trey hertel how are you sir i'm good sorry for the uh it's, oh jeez it's, it's like, said, always, it's like he hasn't done a podcast before folks well that's how it always happens you haven't had a text all day about to start it and, and then and you get a text it's the way it works jay, oh, yeah, jay sneed by the way that jay sneed shout out to jay sneed for interrupting the podcast way to go jay there you go way to go jay uh hey folks get at us at Talking During Movies on Instagram. And our uh, email address is Talking During Movies Podcast at gmail.com. So we got, once again, Instagram at Talking During Movies and then Talking During Movies Podcast at gmail.com. We are, it's, it's funny, I feel like we're, we're doing two things here, Trey. We're closing something out as we're bringing in a new year. We're going to let folks, if you think we're going to get dive balls deep into this and try to go after the nuance of this, you might be a little mistaken, but we're still going to have a great time. Trey, you pick this movie. You're like, let's do this. What's the movie we're going for, my man? We're watching uh, First Blood or Last Blood. Last Rambo Blood. First, last, sorry, Rambo Last Blood. Last Blood. I mean, basically, I think we're... I don't even think it's on, well, no, we're not even tip anymore, but it just barely came out on the TV right now. So we're watching it for the first time outside of the. But also, I mean, we can, well, and we'll kick it, start it, and, and then like click the button. Let me see where we're at here. We've okay. got the earth coming around. Can I see a timer at all on this, or are we about a well, 30 we seconds in? Okay, seven seconds or in. Or seven seconds in. All right, so we got an hour 29. There's a big. Uh, we got, we're, we're seven, 10, Lionsgate's coming. 12, up. 15. Now, now, Trey, 
in your world and where in how you grew up internationally, how big was uh, was Rambo as a kid for you? Because you didn't grow up traditionally like everyone else did. So how did was Rambo a thing, or did it become a thing when you moved back to America? Actually, I was in America living in Brownsville, Texas, of all places. I actually read the first Rambo book. Uh, not, not First Blood, but Rambo, the one that one came after that. Okay. My dad made us read that over the summer. And Sounds like a fun day. Yeah. Making to run marathons and read Rambo books. Well, you know, the, <laughs> the cool thing about it was is it gives you a lot of background on Rambo. Like, now, I believe his mother was like Navajo. Sure, yeah. And his dad was kind of a farmer, so we're looking at right now kind of all the guns he's got, but he's back, I guess, on his dad's. That's the night. And he kind of has everything, right? I mean, yeah. he's got... He's got semi-automatics. He's got he's taking a lot of pills. Yeah, yeah. He's um, a Buddhist too, by the way. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a big the, the Rambo character by David Morrow, which I've read a lot of his books. He's a Buddhist. What's the thing with stopping horses like this? What is why do ranchers? Do you know why ranchers do that? I have no idea, and I grew up on. They, they do it so that the, the the horse doesn't go into traffic and get run over by a car or a truck. Really. So it's like, hey, here we go, run and stop and then back up and turn and like all this stuff that they're doing is crazy. Yeah, you're getting that horse nice and dizzy right now. Nice and dizzy. Uh, now, you know, what were your what were your first thoughts when you read Rambo? What did you think, Trey? What, what were you going? What, what well, the thing is, is that you know, if you look at these Rambo movies, he doesn't do a lot of talking, and so the book is kind of cool because if you ever looked at it, it's actually going to his thoughts. And so I highly, if you're a big Rambo fan, I'd consider reading the books because you really will see a lot of the, you know, the cool background character he is because uh, he's all thought, not a lot, you know, uh, actually most of the slow movies yeah. are all action, no talk, right? So Oh, it's the wor- it's the best and the worst, this right? This is an example of a character who's got a lot of background, you know, that nobody ever knows about, but he, he you know, he's a cool character, but actually, you know. Learn more about it. Yeah, I want to say, I didn't think it's a good thing about what you're doing with the girls. You know, you're going to go to college. How did, now, I mean, Stallone is, it's funny because uh, he won, he won an Academy Award for Rambo, right? Oh, Rocky. Rocky. So he did Rocky. He did something else. He was failing again, right? But hold on, but he, but he, but he did Rocky and then he failed, remember? Oh, shoot. That was a good one. Yep. Did, was Rhinestone Cowboy the failure before Rambo? Is it Rhinestone Cowboy? I mean, he is. Yeah, I, I want to say so, but it, more. I mean, what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is that he was a destitute actor. He did Rambo and he did um, Rocky. The kind of these two films that catapulted him into writer, director, actor roles. Well, he did the genius thing, I think, and that is that he wrote all, most of the stuff that he's been into. So basically, he didn't have to, he's been his own promoter, and gosh, how many, I mean, how many different uh, big movies has he done with characters that have been, you know, number one, number two, number three, you know, four or five movies on it? This is a good example. How many Rambos we got? At least five or six? Yeah, five, and I was going to bring this up. I think it's interesting how Rambos follow the uh the plight or the fight that america's in right so first it was coming home from vietnam like how are we taking care of our pow's 
which you could play Rambo again today. You could do a modern day Rambo, right? You could redo Rambo coming back from the wars we've had in Afghanistan and Iran and Iraq, right? Or Iraq. Say you, you could have a modern day Rambo come back and, and it still begs the question of the same Rambo that came out. Why don't we take care of our veterans better? Remember uh, Crocodile Dundee? Yeah, that's all north. Rambo is the American version with balls. <laughs> well, he's the American version that, because like everything else, right? He's the American version where we're like, fuck it, kill him. <laughs> kill him. You know, you got the Australian going, eh, you know, I mean, yeah, koala's got chlamydia. I'll get it. That's not a knife. That's not a knife. That Rambo's got, he's going to slit my throat with that knife. I apologize for the horrible horrible uh you know uh, impersonations there but seriously i think it's interesting that rambo went from being a a soldier where mentally he was not taken care of well to he rambo fell into the pow movement right mm -hmm. and then rambo went to afghanistan yeah. and then now rambo is going to fight the drug cartel like whatever, whatever, whatever fight we have, Rambo is there to fight it with us. Yep. It's almost like Rambo movies are funded by the CIA, Trey. Well, I, I think that you know, Stallone is a genius because basically you have a great character. Now, yep. we've seen this, I think we've seen this before, but... I've seen it before, yeah, I've watched it before. You have a character who's a strong character who gets the shit kicked out of him to the point of almost death. He comes back, and then he really does ten times worse to his opponent. So, question for you, just for one of them, as a as a successful man, as a husband, as a, as a father, where's your where's your shit kick moment? Is there a moment you can look back on and go, "This made me a little better when I got knocked down and I got really knocked. I didn't get knocked down like yo, you don't get to open your presents on Christmas Day. You got knocked down. Like, what's your knockdown moment that that moved you? further as a person mm, gosh i would tell you that was my first job out of college where i had a guy that was he was a really short guy well it's never a good start no 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 he, <laughs> is that he kind of had a napoleon complex and was really tough on me he was trying to shape me into it he, i think he came from the marines or or the navy or something like that and he was really tough on me the point where I either had to stick up for myself or not, and I ended up quitting because of him. Moved on. What kind of job was it? Well, let's say it was in the RV industry. Okay. But this guy was just not a good boss, and he really just wanted to kick the dirt right in your face. And I would say that by me quitting and moving on was probably the best thing I ever did because, you know, at some point you got to stick up for yourself, right? And um, in in that world, right, where you are, you're not, I mean, not only are you sticking up for yourself, but you're, you're kind of taking a step back saying, hey, this is not the person I want to work for. As you, I mean, like, Rambo's a different thing, right? Rambo's an interesting thing because he's always on his own. He doesn't manage people. He's not a leader. He's not an, entre he's not an entrepreneur. He's a solopreneur, right? He does everything on his own. He never brings other people involved. If he does, they're on a limited scale, and then he drops them or leaves them or whatever it may be. 
do you see yourself as a leader or do you see yourself as more like a Rambo where it's like, just give me the broken dirt and I'll fix it, but don't let anyone get in my way because if you trust me from A to Z, I'm going to win. But if you try to make me manage A to Z, it's all going to fucking fall apart. I think you got to be a little bit of both. Um, I would tell you that I disagree with you, Matt, that, 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 that Rambo is not a leader. He's maybe not a vocal leader. He's more by example. Who has he led? There's not one group he's led. Well, he led those uh, guys in, what is it, Rambo 3 or No, four. He had, they died, and he ended up going after and avenging their deaths and avenging the, the other people. I didn't say he was a successful leader. <laughs> I didn't say he was good at it. I'm just like, I mean, he's a leader. He, he, come on. We have leaders and we don't. But I would tell you that you know if you're going to follow some guy and you're in a, in a bad situation, it's not bad to have Rambo in front of you because he is just going to kick some ass. As long as he's not your leader and you're just right behind him, where he blocks all gunfire and shoots bow and arrow and cuts people in half, I'm down. Yeah, never, but, never, never stand in front of Rambo. No. You're nope. dead. You're that character that had that 10-second uh, cameo because <laughs> you were in front of Rambo. Do you think there's a special thing for Rambo? It's like, when you walk beside me, you're my friend. When you're behind me, I'm your leader. When you're in front of me, you've straight up whatever the in front of you is. And it's like, it's, it's like Rambo. It's like, but Rambo's like, listen, when you walk beside me, we have fought for the last 40, you know, whatever it is. When you walk behind me, I'm protecting you. But when you walk in front of me, dead. Adrian! By definition, if you're in front of Rambo, you've had your 10 seconds of fame. <laughs> and you're done. <laughs> yeah. How, if, how, if, if you're reading a script and it says, hey, I'm in front of Sylvester Stallone, you automatically got to say, you know, can I have at least next to you or behind you? Because I really want to be in this for about 30 seconds or more. But if you're in front, a second, a second 10 seconds, done. you're gone. It's like the weird Star Trek guy. You're like, I've never seen that guy before. He's like, come on, we're going to this planet. And then all of a sudden you go to the planet and then the guy dies instantly. You're like, yeah, that's why I've never seen that guy before. He's a gem. If you hear that splashing, folks, Trey and I are getting a class from this joint up. Yeah. And we're having red, red, red wine. Yeah, we, well, we have some beer backup if we go through this too, but we've already gone through one bottle of wine. And we're going to go through a this. second. Um... Trey, what is as, as you get older, right? You see Rambo, and he's he doesn't say it obviously because he's got about two lines in this whole movie, but he doesn't say it. But I, I ask you this: He's built something because it seems like he's just pushing something back. He's fighting something back. He doesn't he doesn't want to let a thing go. I, What's the thing as you get older that you know you're like I'm not letting this go. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. Um, what, what would I look at? My freedom? <laughs> I know, I mean, like, yeah. I look at you and I'm like, oh man, the things that Trey wouldn't let go. He's not letting go of riding the bike once a week. Yeah. He's just not letting that go. No, I, I would say that it's all those things that, what hobbies you're into and all that kind of stuff. But I would tell you that things not letting go is, is really the people and the things you love. Yeah. Where do you think maybe in his building of everything he's built, like we saw in the opening, right? He's got all the tunnels. He's he's crafting new knives. He's got guns. He's making bullets. 
He's got this ranch. You know he loves the, the young woman. You know he loves the young woman. You know he loves the housekeeper in this scene. Right. He loves them both. But couldn't one argue, and you know, to contradict your point, is all right, he's been caught up in too many of the other things to try to just keep himself himself, that he's forgotten, not forgotten, just doesn't know how to show these women the love that they probably need to be shown. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think he's an introvert through a lot of things. And I think that a lot of these tunnels and stuff we see going on here, uh -huh. I don't think he trusts life. He always wants a, a, a way to escape. I think that everything he does is calculated to a point where he is going to have a backup plan for everything that he is going to potentially get into. And even stuff that he doesn't see, I just think he has a comfort in trying to be prepared. Now, do you trust life? <laughs> Yeah, I trust life. Do you really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's like saying, hey, do you trust breathing? I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you have to trust life because otherwise, what are you good for? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I trust life. I mean, I trust the people around me. I trust the decisions that I make based on the information I know, but I don't trust life because I can't trust something I, that, that's not in, that no one's in control of. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's why some people like religion, some people, you know, don't understand it. I would tell you that if you're worried about life, you got more worries than most people should. <laughs> you know, if you have time to worry about life, then that means you don't have time to worry about where your next paycheck's coming from, who's feeding you, who's feeding your kids. I, I would say that that... Right? That, is, that, is that the you know, that, fair thing? angel... Adage, I guess that you're talking about is like 99% of the things you worry about never come true. Sure. I think that that is a thing that you got to kind of live by because, you know, how much time do we have worrying about stuff that never comes true or ends up being a good experience and you're so worried about it? I just think that, you know, if you worry too much about it, you're just losing time. Do you, uh, Trey, she's very defiant here. She uh, she, yeah. she tells Rambo, her mother's a teenage Mexico. girl. Teenage yeah. girl. Go left. No, nope, I'm going right. Go right. What's your big defining moment? When? What's your big, I defied my parents, and maybe uh, I didn't get murdered or almost murdered or whored out or whatever. Whatever horrible thing's going to happen to this young woman. Uh, but... Maybe you avoided it, but you're still like, fuck this, I'm doing this, mom and dad don't know. And maybe you proved them wrong that they don't know, but never threw it in their face until this podcast. I would tell you that every teenage person has that, that time that they think that they know what they're doing and that mom or dad or whoever is bringing them up doesn't know what they're talking about. And they got to find that out themselves. I mean, I think we've all kind of done these dumb things where we thought, hey, this will be a great idea. Let's go downtown Chicago. <laughs> you know, you know, my parents don't know I'm here. I'm in Cabrini Green. I don't think it's around anymore, but Oh, Cabrini Green, the home of uh many horror films and uh and a couple yeah, of murders. Yeah. But you know, I mean uh four the white boys man, and a Toyota Corolla is not a good place Ooh, to be. The Candyman was created by Cabrini Greens. Well, it might be the case, but uh, you're talking about stuff like this. It's just like you're dumb at that age, you don't think about the ramifications and you just gotta do it. And in a lot of ways, that's a good thing because you have a little more adventure. Sure. But the people that are trying to prevent you from doing that are the people you love. Yeah, obviously. And 
have had that experience or bad experience. And here's a good example of she should have listened to Rambo. She's what, not, what, what she's, she's in Mexico right now. Not that Mexico's a bad place to be, but she's trying to find her father, and he knows that her father is a bad guy. Doesn't and, want anything to do with her. No. And she's got to find out, and, and uh, it's going to happen. What do you think about uh, your daughter daughters being in homes where the doors are metal and there's uh, there's multiple door jams? Multiple door jams? Yeah, yeah multiple ways multiple to prevent jams. access. And all the cabinets have locks in them. Do you find this a safe neighborhood? You're like, Greg, go play with Tanya. She's in a great neighborhood. <laughs> or you're like, you know what? I don't even want Tanya over here letting her tell her friends that we have a ceiling fan. I would tell you she's very naive in a situation where now this friend, I guess that she, this other girl she's talking to. Yeah, it was her friend up in America and her friend left. Yeah. And now she's like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? You know, I mean, it's, she realizes that she's pushing her friend to do something that's not a good idea. Sure. And I would tell you that this is kind of where the movie starts really picking up pace here. Rambo's trying to teach a horse again. Again, Sylvester Stallone with horses. <laughs> you know he's a world champion polo rider? Stallone? A lot of the reasons he had horses in his films is he's a world champion polo rider. Didn't know that. Yeah, you're are welcome. You, are, you, are you bullshitting me right Nope, now? not at all. Sylvester Stallone is a world champion polo rider. Okay, I'm going to take you for your word, but if this is bullshit, I'm not <laughs> Why would you say that, Trey? Now I could Google this just to prove myself I, right. I make, I make Jason Google lots of things. He throws <laughs> some stuff out there. I go, you know, he, he says it with conviction. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Most people say, hey, I, really? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go, I need some proof on this one. World champion, polo, not Ralph Lauren. Uh, writer, competitor, I don't know. So let's see, here we go. Friday, but still Sylvester Stallone uh, on the cover of Horse Nation. Did you know that the famous actor also, also is an avid horseman? Sly Stallone featured on the cover of Horse Nation. Jesus Christ. I'm going to, I'm not going to open I, I Horse Nation. Polo, yeah. Now I got to read Horse is he Nation. Is a water polo champion? Oh, is also <laughs> a nationally ranked polo player and world champion rider. Oh my god! <laughs> and here's a picture of him on the polo horse. So, people love this part of the podcast where I talk about pictures they can't Google it, bitches. All right, listen. He's slim. He's sly. There's no mistaking who so that this is. This is a Rocky era. I mean, the first Rocky era picture I'm looking at right now. Yes. Of Sly Stallone on a horse. This is Rocky. This is like Rocky Two Days. This is 1985. Is there a recent photo of him being a polo champion? He was one in 85. What does it fucking matter that he didn't do it again? This is 1985. This is 24 years ago. Still, he was one. All I said is he was one, and he was. Okay, stand corrected. 
stand corrected. You, you listen. Colin, wait, wait, hey, a, Colin Kaepernick, you sit corrected, no, okay? No, no, no. <laughs> the, so this is, a big, this is actually a big thing in my family when we say stand corrected because it's like corrected, you might like as well it. just eat shit because basically what comes is that if, if you are if you have lost the argument, you literally have to stand. Oh, stop! In our family, and like I want you to stand up and show that you've been corrected. Is that why your brother's so tall? He just stood and kept growing? Well, he's not that tall. He's like six foot one or something like that. But yeah, he he, he does stand corrected. He has been stood corrected. So have I. But like I said, it's like a a big deal in our family. If you lose it, it, it's just like, oh. Stand corrected. So it's not only a saying in our group. It's actually you have to physically do it. Oh, my goodness. Hey, uh, Trey, let's say um, maybe for Father's Day, (laughs) <laughs> I got you 23 and me. Yeah. And the 23 and me, you know, you go in the database, you do the things, you know, like you, you're just checking boxes. You want to find out your heritage, whatever. Sure. And it all comes back. And uh, a week later, you get your results. You knock on your door. And there's a 45-year-old woman the other end. She's like, hey, I'm your first daughter. Forty-five. From, so from those I, times I, when you're age four, when you're Karina Green running around yeah. in your Toyota Corolla. <laughs> Gosh, the math is horrible. It's this podcast. It's a horrible part of the podcast. She's right. twenty, whatever she is. She's you, you were you were seventeen. You were messing around somewhere in in the United States, Brownsville, Chicago, um, the Bahamas, whatever it may be. But she found you through Twenty Three and Me because. She was dropped at a firehouse, doesn't know her heritage, nothing else. And then all this comes about. My question is not, it is what this girl went through, right? She goes, she finds out, unfortunately, through a drug mule girl that her father lives somewhere. But then he openly rejects her. He's like, no, I'm not having any part of this nonsense. How do you react on... Someone showing up being like, "Have your kid now." I, I mean, do you first do a blood test again, or does she like shoot the twenty-three of me? And she's like, "Look, we're a match." I mean, I, sure. I, I think every guy would want a blood test, but there's a certain part that if there was a story, a backstory, a person you knew that you might have dated or been with, uh, you know, twenty years ago, there might be a little bit of truth there. You know, I mean, who knows? I think sure. you just have to kind of roll with it. If it is part of your life, you just don't walk away from it. You just kind of have to accept it and kind of. Figure out how that's going to work with you. I mean, it's got to be a. An, I mean, listen, I was not the best person before, you know, I got married. Mm-hmm. And I, my dad got me 23 and me, and I thought he was just being fancy trying to tell me I was adopted. But, you know, those, those things are. It was usually like, hey, man, we're just doing this, that, the other. But I, the other concern was, was like, man, I could find other weird relatives. And I wasn't thinking about myself knocking someone up. I was thinking my dad or my, my mom. My, my mom. 23 and Me is a, a thing of big It's a wormhole, right? Hold on, I'll use the restroom. You talk about this. Okay, so 23 and Me, I mean, there was a, a guy that was found out to be like a psycho, you know, killer. Yeah, yep. right? I have a father-in-law that I think is afraid to basically find out if there's certain diseases that he's basically, you know, potentially might get. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you never know when it comes to, you know, it, it's, it's a 
test that really will unveil a lot of things that maybe you're not ready for that you gotta be gotta be doing. But I don't know. I, I just think that it's one of those things that just like somebody come up to you and say, Hey, you know, my daughter or my son is gonna accept it because it's life. It's life because uh, yeah, something's been proven. So so I'm talking right now and uh, I can hear Jason going, you know, the bathroom in the background. Oh, yeah, he's, he's better now. He's coming back here. Oh, goodness gracious. Sorry, yeah, folks. It's so rare that I take a Peter in a podcast. Do you pee more with wine than you do with beer? Yeah, I never pee with beer. I've had three peas with these this, these bottles of wine. I'm about to, I'm about to jump up again and open a bottle of beer. And I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm open up a can of beer. I'm going to do that because I have a question for you. Uh-oh. And I want you to run with this, but only for like 20 seconds later we have a beer, a Power Light by my friends at Independence Brewing. Independence Brewing, Austin, Texas, greatest beers, Stash IPA, Native Texan, thank you, Oktoberfest, all about your boys, and Power Light. Now, with that said, Trey, um, let's reverse the roles here. Oh, so I let's say, my dad. Let's say that, that you are a victim of kidnapping. Uh, like these girls, right? These girls are all tied up and they know bad things are going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. The thing I don't understand, right, is there's like two dudes and the one guy is really aggressive and the other guy just stands back there. And I'm not saying I did a job. I'm not trying to superimpose heroism in or heroism either way in any direction, right? I'm just, I just, bad things are coming. Uh, I don't understand why you don't fight. Does that make sense? Well, I, I would tell you, I tell you that's the difference. You, kind of the same question he asked earlier, and that is, again, you have a naive girl, scared shitless about what's going on here, and she's she, she's really scared, frozen. I would tell you that if you really knew the situation, if your not your life was really in danger, that you probably would have a different perspective on this thing. I'm not saying you would fight or do something different. I'm saying that you would probably know more. She doesn't know what's going on. She just doesn't. But know. you don't think the other girls who might know what's going on are like, hey, we should fight back. And someone's like, they could kill us. And you're like, I don't know. I'm down to be dead first. Does that make sense? I mean, like, I don't. I'm down to fight my way out. I'm not down to be the reluctant servant with a bit of fight in me. Now, from the outside looking in, I mean, listen, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that put in that position, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm just saying that from the outside looking in, from the guy sitting in the theater, sitting on the couch with his buddy, drinking some wine, talking shit, or or, or looking over a movie, the idea of being like, you know what, I mean, I'm going to roll the dice here and go, I'd fight back and hope that they kill me. But my gut says I'd like to fight back and hope that they kill me. I don't want to be the person like, I've been here for seven years with the fighting chance of trying to escape. I would tell you that if there's no fight in you, you've given up and that you're just going to resign to be whatever. Like this girl is resigned to be whatever. Now, her her supposed here, friend, she's yeah. a horrible human being. Yeah, and somehow she's escaped this whole life that she's put her other friend into. So... I don't well I, there's mirrors, Trey, and you can look and you can stand them side by side. They are not exactly the same looking person. Her friend, Stallone's niece. So do you think let me, let me, before you sure. go, 
Are you saying that she has always intended to give her friend over to these guys, even from the letter or the phone call that she gave this girl back when she's at Rambo's place? Is he, are you saying that she was that? Yeah, young? because she's that unattractive and her friend is that attractive. And she showed those guys a picture of her and said, do you think guys are going to pay top dollar for me? But she doesn't even know who they are. That's what I'm saying. Is that no, I think she does. I think that's why she's down there. Okay. Those are mothers. Her mother would never give that up. And there's nothing better than Sloan's face when he is pissed. Oh, there's, oh, there's a knife. A knife. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. There's the knife. Crocodile Dundee would be like shitting his, his pants. His right dick would be like, oh, sorry, sorry, King, sorry, showing up. Hey, ladies, excuse me. I'll be in the back bar doing bad dumb knock jokes. <laughs> you, this guy is weather. This guy does not care. If he lives or dies, he just wants to kill people and take care of people he likes. He's got an F-150 uh, crew yeah. cap or extended cap. 80, 80s model? 80s model, but it, when it's just a little part, there's only two doors. Is that extended cap? Well, well I mean, it's nice extended cap for sure. <laughs> Do you think that Rambo actually ever has a car payment? I don't think no. so. <laughs> Rambo walks out. Do you think Rambo walks out? He's like, no ticket. And they're like, of course, Rambo. Do you think, do you think Rambo went through, uh, you know, uh, you know, what's the guy, uh, uh, Peace University? Oh, Dave oh. Ramsey's. Dave uh, Ramsey's. No, no, no. He wasn't. Now, hey, 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 for a martial arts guy, who's tougher, John Rambo or Chuck Norris? Oh, oh, pause. Head turning side to side. Doesn't know who to pick. Does he yeah. pick the blonde haired, blue eyed, okay, US, so, uh, American? Or does he pick Cobra? John Rambo. Lone Wolf McQuaid? Or are we talking about. I mean, I'm, yeah. talking, I'm talking John Rambo. Let's, let's, do the, let's, do, let's do close years. Invasion USA, Chuck Norris? No. Rambo. No, you don't know kind of Rambo. <laughs> okay, Rambo. Or Delta Force Chuck Norris. Not Rambo. <laughs> Where's Chuck, Chuck Norris? How dare you? And and Rambo? You know, Rambo's Hold on, no, wait. You gotta bring the movie up to Lone Wolf Lone Wolf Wolf McQuaid's thing. Mm -hmm. So when was that? When was Lone Wolf Wolf McQuaid? Uh, yeah, in late eighties maybe? But it means so then I'll, so who do you take? He's a Texas Ranger. Remember that's what Texas uh, Ranger. Yeah. So all right. So do you do that or do you do Cobra? Sylvester Stallone. Oh, 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 oh. I'm still saying okay. you're saying Lone Wolf McQuaid versus Cobra. Mm. Yeah, Hold no, I, okay, on. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah. Let's play the game. Well, remember those guys banging their their sledgehammers together at the end? That was pretty intense on, uh, on that movie. Which one? Cobra. Cobra? Yeah, I know. Yeah, and, it, and nobody buy, actually drives a car backwards. <laughs> so that's happened four times. Four times with a matchstick out of his left, he drove backwards like a professional race car driver. Yeah, awesome. But I'm going to tell you, Lone Wolf Quay probably will be a Cobra. Yeah. You think really? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's see here. Uh, what other Stallone aggressive male figure films? Because then, I mean, you know, while Chuck Norris was ramping up in his aggressive, like, USA films, mm -hmm. Stallone was slowly dying down. Really dying down, like, I mean, he did stop or my mom will shoot. No. Yeah. And, and sure he did. Cobra's going to, you know, <laughs> anybody will be the mama shoot guy. 
And what's the uh, the one where they dress up as ladies? Wasn't he in that one with Patrick yeah. Swayze? No, uh, that wasn't him. Him and um, Wesley Snipes and something else? Yeah, yeah that was uh, Legzamo and, and... Oh, that was... Oh, yeah, that, yeah. I don't, I'm glad Stallone had maybe two bad movies. Now, I'm going to tell you, a good Stallone movie was Victory, the, the soccer movie. Now, that's a good Stallone well, movie. I mean, early Stallone movie. That's early. That's true. Uh-oh. Look, he's... Oh, he is he's gonna, stabbing Oh, him. he's stabbing people. Took his knife. So I'm looking at... I mean, I'm trying to pull up Stallone's... Uh, let's see. Movies. So here we go. So I'm just... It's, I'm going by years right, here. Throw it out. I'll tell you better again. Right? So, but hold on. But I want to find... Ooh, in in that in that, that Lone Wolf of Quaid, uh, early 80s? Mm, yeah. Early 80s. All right. So early 80s, we have... A couple. We have so Lone Wolf, Wolf McQuaid. I can't say that. Jesus. I'm gonna say Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris McQuaid mm-hmm. versus Rocky Four. Who's gonna win, Rocky Ooh. or him? Rocky Four is not his best. I'm gonna say Lone Wolf McQuaid. All right, McQuaid versus Rambo. No. First Blood Part Two. No, none of the Rambos. He, Rambo's gonna beat him every single time. So Rambo's gonna be, beat McQuaid. Oh yeah. Let's go a little later. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this. Hold on. Boom. And I got to go. Now I'm going to go Chuck Norris. We're going to go side by side in the airs. I'm going to tell you there's no, there's no Chuck Norris guy that's going to beat a Rambo. Whoa. Are you serious? Absolutely. Because Chuck Norris is arguably, you know, a bigger deal than Rambo, right? Mm-mm. Nope. Not my book. So Chuck Norris Delta Force. Nope. Chuck Norris. Need a team. Chuck Norris missing in action. Um, better, but no. Chuck Norris Invasion USA, where he nope. saved nope. a nope. whole nope. North America. Nope. Chuck Norris and Eye for an Eye. That's a better. How one. dare you? No, that's How dare you? Eye for an Eye is a good one, but not gonna beat Rambo. Chuck, he might beat. He might beat. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you how he's beating Rambo, and he's beating Cobra. I'm putting, I'm putting all my chips on this one. Who? Chuck Norris. And you, when you hear this movie, you're gonna be like, oh, he might have me. Okay. 1985. Chuck Norris. Code of Silence. Ooh, one of his best. What about Killed or Be Killed? That's one of his, right? Uh, yeah, or what about Firewalker with no. Lewis Gossett Jr.? No, no, no. no. <laughs> if you get Lewis Gossett Jr. in the movie, <laughs> you're not going to win against Rambo. <laughs> oh, Chuck Norris, 1982. This is a great movie because I've actually watched this. God, i got to do a Chuck Norris one. Uh, Chuck Norris, Silent Rage. No, not a good one. It, it was. I mean, I would tell you he's got about five. He's, I'm not saying that he's got bad movies. I'm just telling you that if you're taking the character... Man, Rambo is just gonna fuck you up. He is. He Even is. when Chuck Norris was in the Octagon, no, nineteen eighty, no. So hold on, but I did win. I did win on Code of Silence because Code of Silence, nineteen eighty-five. You're saying that Code of Silence uh, is. The, the, I think Code of Silence, Chuck Norris, Code of Silence beats Rambo because no. of where Code of Silence happens. Now he maybe beats Mama. Yeah, shoot or was it? Uh, Throw mama from the tour or what stop my own shoot. Yeah, for sure. But that he, he also beats him in Cobra. Code of Silence beats Cobra for sure. It's a better movie. Yeah, I'm just telling you that the strongest character 
the, 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 really the ones you, you want to look at the Rocky movies. That guy's a badass. But you're talking about this guy is a just a one force messing up. Now, you know, do you do you remember um, a force of one which took took place over Christmas with Chuck Norris? No. He's a uh, kickboxer. No. And there's a serial killer who's also a kickboxer. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Trey, it was. Is so, John Connor my dad in this one too? Yeah, you should be. Um, listen, Code of Silence is 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 the movie that allows Cobra to be made. Because so Code of Silence happened in '85. Code of Silence happened in '85. Uh, Cobra. Oh, and also you got Judge Judge Dredd. No, bad movie. Uh, Rambo, Rocky Two, good movie. Yes, I would say. In- See, yeah. So, so, eighty five mm-hmm. was Code of Silence. Mm-hmm. Eighty six ju- uh, was Cobra. Yeah. Eighty nine was Tango and Cash, which is a good movie. But <laughs> those guys are not going. I mean, I would tell you that uh, it's, oh. it's. I mean, it's a good movie. But they're not like really tough guys, they're like cops. Yeah. So you you go eighties, early eighties, right? The fight is Nighthawks with Sylvester Stallone. Ooh, good one, by the way. That's a good one. That's a really good one. That's a really good one, right? Yeah. But you have Nighthawks, and then in the same genre, from the same era, for um, with Chuck Norris, early eighties, you've got an eye for an eye. Sidekicks. Yeah, no, Sidekicks is horrible. Sidekicks is horrible. Eye for an Eye was really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, Sidekicks was good. Eye for an Eye was 81, and uh, The Man of One was uh, 79. So, so I would tell you, if you were to put this on a graph. Yeah. Okay, so you have Chuck Norris in his prime at the time you're talking right now. And you just have him starting up, right? So you have yep. Rockies and that kind of stuff. This character, look at this guy. He is kicking some ass. Even when he's getting... No, you just you. I'll tell you what. Oh my you gosh. see that? And you're like, I this gotta guy, pull back. How old's Rocky? Sixty-five? No, right. He's, sorry, uh, he's sorry, eighty-two. No, no, no. He's eighty-two right now. No, I'm, I'm talking about the the character here. Oh, the character? Yeah. Well, he fought in the Vietnam War, so it's, he's got to be sixty-eight, seventy. Yeah, he's gonna be in the seventies. Seventies. He just look at it. He, he. He's uh, he just took that one guy down like nothing, and all these guys are gonna beat his ass. So, I mean, dude, listen, Stallone's been an amazing film. Stallone definitely has taken his acting career farther than... Um, That's who you need on this podcast. Who's that? Stallone. Stallone? Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. You can't understand a fucking word he says. No. Well, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's how he talks in the movies, but I'm telling you, the guy's an intelligent guy. No, the guy, listen, the guy's, the, the, the guy wrote, directed a majority of his films... He owns interest in all of them. He's a championship polo. Right? I mean, the, the guy's Would fascinating. You stop saying the polo thing. That's I, so I, hard I to hard do, time, though. You can't put polo and Rambo in the same paragraph. You can. You have to. No, you can't. What was the Stallone film where the uh, where the underwater thing flooded? The the. You mean when he's breaking out of prison? No, no, no. Where he was. Driving one of the underpasses through by New York flooded, and Stallone's like, "Oh shit!" Like when we broke out of prison, that was a skate plan. That was really good. That was a demolition man, awful. 
Over the Top, one of my favorite movies of all yeah, time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it got really bad reviews. But yeah, Over the Top is it. amazing. Yeah, that's a good movie. Um, the Specialist was awesome with Sharon yeah. Stone. Yeah. He actually, a bullet to the head, he uh, he lost like 40 pounds through that film, which is pretty interesting. I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm going to tell you this, okay? So everybody wants to make fun of Stallone, but that guy can act, okay? I mean, he can't. He's good. I mean, for the character actors he does, that man can act. It, Do you really think he can act? Oh, absolutely. Or because, like, I look at a guy like. But I don't. I, I don't but hold on, because Shakespeare. Well, yes, that he, means you can act. The character. Are you trying to lower the bar? No. Of acting, maybe like, well, he can't do these things, but he can still act. It's like saying he can't run a marathon, but he's a great runner if he just, you know, like no. goes to the bathroom when he has to piss. No. He's a fantastic he's, runner. This guy plays Wolverine. Hugh Jackman? Now that guy can act. That guy can act. He can sing, he can dance, he can saw you in half. And also, guess what? But I'm gonna yeah, no, hold on. But you can get lost and not see Hugh Jackman and Wolverine. You see Wolverine. It doesn't matter what character you see. Rambo, Rocky, uh, Cobra, Copland. It's, you will see Sylvester Stallone. It's the same You character. never see Hugh Jackman. You don't see Hugh Jackman, the dancer extraordinaire, in The see, Showman in yeah, Wolverine. Right. I'm not going to see Sylvester Stallone in The Showman. It's not going to happen. But I'm telling you that that's the difference in acting. There's there certain people that are very good at acting a certain character. And I think that Stallone completely understands that. He, he knows he can't go out. He tried to do it, and he failed miserably. He, there are certain characters that I don't think that anybody can do better than Stallone in this character. Let's, let's go back to Rambo. Let's go back to Rocky. We're talking about guys who are like, not, they're not like, they're intelligent people, but they're not like these big, overly talkative guys. They're inward thinking. They're trying to strive. He is the underdog. He, actually, that is, that's the best one. Well, he you, is the best underdog. Well, he sounds and looks like underdog with his droopy eyes and droop, droopy ears. You're not ears. talking about the character. <laughs> yeah, I am talking about it. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do. So I would say this. Answer me this then. Yeah. Chuck Norris. Oh, my God. Hold on, hold on. Chuck Norris. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Nope. Hold on. Your your hero, yeah, and and, and 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 uh, and butt buddy Steven Seagal. No, not butt buddy. I, <laughs> I would say Steven Seagal. Hold on, hold on. All of those guys have have literally said on a hundred to one ratio more lines than Stelve than Sylvester Stallone. However, all of them have come and gone the way of the dodo bird. And Sly Stallone is still here making action movies at 175 years old, yep. loaded up on steroids. Why? Would you not say that the reason he's around is because, hands down, he does not talk. No. And those fucking morons, no. Wesley Snipes. The difference is that Stallone actually can write. That's the difference. All those other guys you're talking about didn't write anything they did. Chuck Norris did. How dare you? Oh you God. mind your P's and Q's. Chuck Norris is a national treasure. He yeah. and Willie Nelson. Did he write Lone Wolf Quake? No. Uh, what if he did? What if I look it up and he did? What are you going to do? 
What do I get plus, when I find out? I will out, stand up being corrected. How dare you? I'm going to need so I'm gonna tell you right bills. now, that, that is where the difference between all those guys, who are all kick-ass guys, the difference is, is that Sylvester Stallone can produce, he can write, he can act. That guy, that, that's the secret behind this guy. He is, he is by far the best promoter of himself in movies that people understand and stand behind than almost anybody out there. I can't compare him to anybody. Not even like Schwarzenegger. This guy is a, a force to be reckoned with. I mean, I bet you, we think he's what, in his early 70s? He is, yeah. Okay. I bet we still see, we might see another Rambo. He might be 85. Oh, dear, dear. He might be hitting people with his walker. <laughs> Lieutenant, we Lieutenant, might see that. Lieutenant Dan just rolls out. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> now, I, I, I bet we see Stallone. Uh, hey, just in case you want to start, start standing. <laughs> because. Yeah. Because, hold on. What? Right the, script, the script was reworked. And partially written by Chuck Norris okay. and David Carradine. So, oh, start standing. Okay. So, oh, Lomo McQuaid. Lomo McQuaid? Yes. Okay. I'll stand for that. Because that, that was With a great David movie. Carradine. I'm standing, folks. <laughs> Chuck but, Norris. If this is all bullshit, you no, can no, never no. listen to this podcast ever again. Hold on. I just want, I, want to make, I want to make it very clear. Very clear. Did not write the script. Oh my God! Did not write the script. I said, did the rewrites? They're credited for the rewrites. So what does that mean? No. Yes. Yes, it might. We might kill you. But that's serious. They're part of the writing process. That's all I'm saying. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. But it's not like writing Rocky. It's not like writing. No, it's not. What do you think Steven Seagal has written besides Man Bun? Well, he, he, he actually came out. He, I think Steven Seagal actually tried to come out with. That's gay? What are you talking about? No, he, he, he actually, came out as how? He has yeah, a album. closet? I think Steven Seagal actually has a, a, a music album out there. I'm, I'm not wasting my time on it. I will <laughs> not waste my time or any part of the internet on trying to figure out if Steven Seagal oh, has a music now album. Now he won't work with the internet because he has a look of Steven Seagal. Do you saying, want to talk about Steven Seagal driving? Uh, pictures of Steven Seagal with with uh, with with yellow lenses on as he drives around Russia, hand jobbing Putin. I'm in. All right, listen, I can, I got pictures of those all day long. But you have, you have pictures of Putin being hand Steven Seagal and Putin are like really good friends. They they wrestle together all the time. You know that? It's hilarious. But Steven Seagal's a weirdo too. I mean, like Steven Seagal. In the martial, so in the martial arts, let's think about the the, the guys in the martial. Not the, sorry, there's no gal in these '80s '90s films. In the '80s '90s martial arts films, we have Seagal, we have Norris, we have Wesley Snipes. I'll put Sylvester Stallone in there. Who else we got? Who's the guy who did Jim Cotta and all those? One guy. He was a, a gymnast. He was a gymnast. One guy, and then we have Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Who had? Who do you think's made it up the best out of these three? Jean Claude, Chuck Norris. Are you talking about the out of all these guys, who's the most successful? Who who made it out of this out of that genre the best? Jean Claude Van Damme, Chuck Norris, or Steven Seagal? 
Are you talking about getting out of the genre they've been in? The genre that they're in. Like who who's been the most successful breaking free of being the martial arts guy? Jean-Claude. Well, I would tell you that, that uh, Sylvester Stallone has never been a... Uh, uh, no, no, he hasn't. That's why I just named those three. Because Jean-Claude Van Damme's not walking into a room with a hammer, knocking people's teeth out. I'm going to tell you the guy, as far in my opinion, who's the best. It's truly probably the best. If you put all those actors sure. together in one room... Who's the better actor? Who's the best actor out of all three? Then? Oh, actor? No, no, no. Who's more. the best out of all three, though? Okay. So you got to pick an like, Academy Award for one for one of the three. Who are you give it so to? Which, okay, let me go back. Norris, to the Norris, okay. Seagal, yeah, or Jean Claude. Okay, so Norris is by far the best actor. How dare you? Are you fucking serious? Absolutely. Jean Claude Van Damme is. Oh my god! Hands down, he's a dancer. That guy, <laughs> that guy is. All, he, he is a he's kickboxer. A, he is not even really a martial artist, so you really can't even put him. He's a dancer. He, I asked who's the better actor, and that he, proves no, your, no, 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 no. Your, your explanation proves now, he's a better actor. John claude Van Damme is the rocket of <laughs> all martial arts. <laughs> he kicks, he lifts, he lifts, you know. You know if he had another John claude Van Damme next to him, they'd be doing the same thing. Kick, kick, left, left. This is not martial arts. It begs the question, why Jean-Claude Van Damme, in his age, hasn't led the Nutcracker at any time? Because he can't act. Because <laughs> he can't act. How dare you? Hold on. So your order in those three is Chuck Norris, number one. Yes. Worst actor of all time. No, no. Steven Seagal, no, Chuck, number no. two. No, Chuck Norris is the best. Yeah, no, I'm saying... He's number one in your yeah, mind. Yeah. I'm saying worst actor of all time. He's number one in your mind. Yeah. Number two is Steven Seagal. Yeah. Yeah. Who you've put below Chuck Norris. I'm talking about acting ability. The man that if, if he if he had lady parts you could marry so you guys could do a keto together in your own special dojo, you would do it in a heartbeat. No. He's not as good of an actor. <laughs> and you'll say this is Nope. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> so it's... I'm not going to let you sit here and say, wait, we end up having you know, some kind of intercourse with the John Not going to happen. I said Steven Seagal. Did that change your mind? No. Yeah, well, there you go. So, so... Oh, by the way, let's get back to the movie. No, please. Is, okay. Okay, so... This is a sad scene because she is. This is his niece or oh. girl he's adopted, and he's bringing her back from Mexico. And she is just on her last leg. He has been beaten up. On, this is a sad scene, but a pivotal scene because some ass kicking is about to happen. Yeah, um, you know, you, I, I watched this actually. I, I took a day. Harper and Chris were gone. And I went and I saw this movie because I knew I'd never probably see it by myself. And uh, this scene, he puts the the bracelet, her mom's bracelet, on her wrist. He's like, "Remember your mom? She never gave up." She's like, "Yep." And he knows that she's 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 going away. And the the two hardest parts, and then the the most interesting parts that, that I think pulled out of this movie for me was was one is. The flashes in between it, in between them, 
majority of the time, right? In the they same, each show they shared a scar. In the same wound. Yeah, they have the same wound. They share they share a scar, and I think you're seeing the fulfillment of that, right? We talked about earlier about him and his mental health. We we you know like the the the, the tunnels under. We shared all these things and. This kind of epitomizes that, right? It solidifies his mental health a little bit, or or his lack of mental health, however you want to put it. Um, as the scars are being shared, and, and she's passing away, and now you're you're seeing this angle, right? And, and you're seeing the scars on the front of his face, the side of his face first, and her face is you know, like she's she's getting paler and paler. And, Obviously, the scar is getting a little duller compared to he's getting darker and darker. And the scar is getting harder and harder. And it, it, it has you go, oh, wait, this is the weight of the Rambos. Like, when I yeah. watched this as a Rambo fan, as a kid who watched all the Rambo it's a, it's movies. It's the loss of innocence that he's seeing happen around. Over and over again. Right. And if you're not a guy... If you're not a guy who's experienced loss, or you're not a guy who doesn't have a significant relationship, then you don't understand this, and I apologize. But for everyone else that does, the 99.9% .9 of you that have a significant relationship or have lost a, a significant relationship in some capacity, this is actually a tear-jerking moment. This, these are the moments in the ridiculousness of all the Rambos that always brought you back. These are the subtle but, moments. But this, okay. but this is the moment. But let's get like this all... acting idea. Because this is what I'm talking about. That's not even him. No, I know. What, what I'm saying <laughs> it's a is double. That's a cock double. No, when it comes down to the nonverbal communication with an acting, Sylvester Stallone is a good actor. You're looking at a guy that is just, he can convey... Oh, I mean, do, do, don't you think, I mean, in my mind, I thought when I saw that part, and I'm glad they didn't do it, I'm glad he chose not to do it, I wanted to see that steering wheel break, but I also knew that if he broke it, right, if he broke the steering wheel, it'd be cheesy. It'd be so cheesy and broken and wrong that I just, I couldn't do it. And I love this part. Mm -hmm. I, he's like, you know what? Nope, and West Texas for sure. I just yeah, it? West Texas, 100%. <laughs> right, and I'm just I'm going through and I'm getting it done, and I, I Trey, I, I'm with you. I think there are moments where Stallone is a great actor, um, but I mean, obviously he's a great actor. He's done so much stuff, but I, I I'll go back to that emotional part of that, the reality part of that, and even this part. Yeah, he's trying to see. Where he just, he's like, he's putting his hands like, no, not yet, no, 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 not yet. And, and he's like, he doesn't have to say anything. No, he doesn't. But only, he doesn't say anything here, and she realizes what just happened. Yep, and he just grabs her, and and that's whether it's Rocky or whatever. That is what I think is the best I, of acting right there. Okay. I'm saying he's the best actor. I'm saying but I, 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 I understand what you're saying. I, I I see the brokenness, but also the hardness right there. Right? And here comes some ass. And that, but that's the broken. Oh, you see the fist. Yeah. The fist is going. He he clenches that fist. Now he's looking at this uh, girl's uh, grave. Yep. Oh my God! There's going to be some carnage going to happen here pretty soon. This is what I love about almost everything he has. It's like he hits the rock bottom. Puts that little metal around her cross oh. there, walks around, fists are clenched. Yep. Right? 
He is going to kick some ass. And it's, it's, not just, uh, it's not just like times two. It's like times ten. Yeah. It's like way <laughs> and look, over. She's packing up. She's like, these are my favorite pictures. i got to get out of here. Um, yeah. Look, he's helping her. So who no. has boxes like that? Yeah, it's still, you know, okay. The milk crate boxes. The old, old school milk crate boxes. Yeah, but nobody has those anymore. No, we still do. My grandmother still does. Okay, some people have them. Townsend, Montana, man. I mean, but I will say this. This Townsend right there? No, no. I mean, you know, it's 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 a small area, small town area. I don't see the scars anymore. You see the scars? Yeah, I still do. Uh oh. Oh, you see, see, see the line over there? The one over those eyes. Um, my my thing with this is, and what I, the anticipation that I like is. That it's not shock anticipation. It's like, oh shit, he's got tunnels. Oh my goodness, I didn't realize this. The one thing you can take away from every Rambo movie and every every Rocky movie, which if I could sit down and talk to Sylvester Stallone, I would say, did you suddenly try to write and do all of this? Is I foreshadow my preparation in the end times yes. for the shit I'm going to give you. That's what I told you earlier. I said, but, is, but it's foreshadowing. He is preparing for hell. For hell. Yeah, right? But he's foreshadowing. He's like, oh, listen, you know why I'm in this tunnel? But that's, Someone's going to die here. But I tell you, that's why this character is so, you know, I told you about reading this whole thing. This guy, if you read the books, has got so much more depth than what you're looking at right now. He is going to hurt. Yep. He, he, he is. He doesn't know how to really deal with it, you know. And it's just like now. Oh shit! Oh. He's got a map of this. He's got a pen out. Oh in the no! Back no. Back yeah, the oh shit! No, yeah. There's no, 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 no. being poured on his property. That's going to go up, and there's going to be some. Yeah. But this wasn't happenstance or happen chance. This was happen. Right? I mean, this was, sorry for the burnt folks, but this was, this was only happened. Like, he's not doing this in thoughts of like, oh, here's an idea. He's doing this to your point, Trey, of like, I prepare for hell. Yeah, and preparing for hell more. I mean, you're talking about a guy who is, <laughs> not only has he prepared for hell for years. Years, but he's like, now, now he's making steaks. He's <laughs> just, making bombs. Just, He's, oh, that, that's going to hurt. I mean, Whoever come falls on. That right there is going to have a bad day. He's yeah. just, he's, he's almost killing his infrastructure, right? And yeah. like, no. Oh, yeah. No, he, he's going, oh, he just made a saw off. So, it, look at that. This guy knows how to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of people at once. And lots of people at once. Um, qu- question. In, in resumes, do you want... Yes. Knows how to kill lots of people. Just give him 24 hours. Or B, listen, you've heard sell ice to Eskimos? Oh my God. This guy sold Eskimos to Eskimos. He sold Eskimos? To Eskimos. He sold people to people? The concept. Not He really. sells snow to Eskimos? He sells snow to snow. See, see how that's all of a sudden not. See how concept all of a sudden works with snow to snow versus Eskimo to Eskimo, and people go, you, 
ridiculous. I thought you were going to say something like, he has more things to kill people as the no. equivalent to Eskimos have for the word, word snow. snow? No. <laughs> because I'm trying to give you two, two, two job uh, options here of like, hey, what do you want to be known for? You want to be known for the guy who sells anything? Or the guy who's like, give him 24 hours. He can murder 30 guys. Oh, he, they, Which one do you want to be? Do you want to be the guy who's like, uh, he, this, guy's preparing, <laughs> this guy's preparing for 200 guys. There might be 20 guys to show up. There's 200 people. Look at that. He can, he can kill a card like nobody. He, listen, you want to play with the Queen of Hearts and you know it's not smart? I'll tell you, Joker's not the only rule. Rambo will shoot you like a fool. So I did that, right? Yeah. The champion. Yeah. Why does there always have to be a cat? I was just yeah. a kid. Uh, question, if you could for five years and then knowing you can take that money and disappear, mm -hmm. would you be a high-level, aggressive, one of these, like, cahoots drug dealers? Are you come, like, yes, like, like, if I can make all the money in the world, I'd be a drug dealer. For five years only. No. And then you got to go. No. But you could open up a drug rehab location, just like the Clintons have done. They brought <laughs> cocaine to Arkansas. You just lost half <laughs> Cocaine to Arkansas. By the way, my Venezuela crowd is listening strong now. They're like, hold on, what? What did the Clintons do? No, oh, no. Don't go down that road. Don't go down that road. Go. This is not a political. This is, this is not Rambo. There's no political in. Uh, in There's, by the way, is there anybody more political or Republican? Would you think oh, Rambo is Republican? Independent? Uh, the Green Party or Democratic? <laughs> that's, Green party? Best, that's the best question. Green Party? <laughs> I'm saying it's not Green Party. No, I'm you. Because, you know, he, he, there's lots of things he's doing that. I would tell you that he is... Drag it out. I gotta go, put a, go grab a over here. He's independent. You motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you quickly walk over there? Well, because there's got to be conversation okay, happening. Okay, what, what are you talking about? You know, I mean, I would, okay. I, how, I would, about the, how about this? Who, if you could have it, and just and then say yes or no, and then why, would it be fun to have Sylvester Stallone, where the audience could pick his character, no. he could moderate the presidential debates. That's a, first of all, second greatest question of the night. Racist character? Okay, greatest so, question. Uh, I would tell you that he's not asking the question. He, he'd be like, you, whatever candidate you are, look into my eyes and decide what I'm thinking. Because you can see that I'm pissed at what you're doing here. And if you decide to do something that I don't like... You're dead. Oh Jesus, that got dark, Trey. I'm just saying. I would. He's I would ask me questions. It is all. I'm telling you, all, all. I'm going on. All of these movies by Sylvester Stallone are nonverbal, ninety percent. They are. No, I agree. I would just like to see Sly Stallone, just with the presidential candidates up there and looking at them and just being like, "You'd be like, uh, it's gonna cost." Sixty billion dollars to take care of everybody in the world. He'd be like, "Look at my eyes. Look at my eyes." And they'd be like, "Yeah, it's gonna be that." 
See, I can see him just looking like, uh, oh, yeah, she's good at throwing dice. You know what I've, I've done? Yeah. What I've been? When did the bald guys become the bad guys? When the, when, when? They've always been the bad so guys. Bald. You don't trust people that can't grow hair on their head, sir. But I don't know, this seems to be the bald guys get the bad rap. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. When you open a door with your knife, no shit's going to happen now. Oh, someone's in the shower. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, he's got the non-verbal again. Non-verbal. It's non-verbal. Down. How great would a non-verbal presidential debate be? Great. You don't like to listen to the fucking lies. You'd be like, mm-hmm. could you imagine on Facebook the next day? I can't believe Nancy Pelosi's eyebrow eyebrows lied to me again. That bitch. I hope she fixes her eyelashes too, because those things are fluttering. La 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 la. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Rico Suave. Oh so Jesus, look at this. I love it. He's just oh, like, no, the head on the highway. highway. Oh, because so, life is a highway. I'm gonna drive it yeah. all night long. Yes. Oh yes. So, oh, look so at these fucking this, these, these guys. guys it's the worst. But they don't know Rambo. Uh-oh. He, get yeah. your horse out of here. He can, he, he's so nice to get the horse out of the action. Do you uh, not... Do these people not know what Google is? And I mean that, honestly. It's like... This is the humanity. Get it. He's getting his horses out of there because it's going to go down. And this guy is so pissed. Magnesium shards? No, that's that's Rambo. He's loading up his shotgun yeah, stuff. Yeah, so you, when it hits him, it catches on fire. Where do you buy magnesium shards? I mean, you buy that at Walgreens? Well, where where's Rambo living? Because if he's in Alabama, yeah, you buy it at, you buy it at Walmart. And he's like, that's a that's a recurve uh, that's a recurve bow. Nice. Yeah, that's it. He grew up on a, a reservation, only learning how to to actually use a recurve, up. not a compound. You, no, yeah. That's how he did it, and then he learned to do it with a compound. Have you ever sharpened a knife with a stone? With a wet stone? Have not, but haven't tried to kill somebody either. <laughs> I like these nice pictures of the trees and stuff in the background. Oh Shit, oh. Do you know round hay bales are illegal? Round ones? That's yeah, they're all, they're all legal. Did they, they, they outlawed those in 1979. Well, I see them right all over Texas. They're illegal, and the people are breaking the law. Why do you see people smoking marijuana? We don't like those hail bales to roll. We want them to be thrown. Dude, first of all, how's a cow going to get a good square meal out of those? Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> you just went down a road. Around, oh, hold on. Party people, party people, hold on. He's just, around that. Hold on. He just went down a road. He's like, huh? Hold on. Hold on. Is this a hook? It's not a hook. That's a worm. Is those, that a worm? Those cars oh, are on. not bought in New Mexico. Right hold now. on. Hold on. What else is Jason wait, telling wait, me? Hold on. Carnage. 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 Carnage starts. Mercedes down. Carnage starts and Trey is still oh befuddled by the bamboozle that I gave him, party people. What? Do like how the road doesn't blow and they don't drive through it? They stop? No. Is that... He's going to be gone second. Look at that. Fucking man bun guy is the worst. He's a shitty Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah, man. That, he's a fucking shitty Lorenzo Lamas. He deserves Lamas. to die because he has a man Because he's a piece of shit. That's why. Ooh, oh. And. Oh. Oh. 
That's the thing about you don't mess with Rambo, man. Yeah, go down that little uh, door yeah, there. Yeah, simple Google search says don't do it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, and there's the magnesium oh, shit. Oh, the, the magnesium shards. <laughs> they're the fucking <laughs> We didn't start the fire. <laughs> no, Rambo did, and we're on fire now. Thanks. Oh, there's a little open door. Let's go down into his There's trap. fucking man bun just yeah. running down there like a douchebag. Yeah. Hey, Trey, I've got an idea. If there's a guy who's killed seven of your men so far and blown up a couple of your trucks, do you follow him underground or do you just get in the one operating truck and drive home and go, eh, lesson learned? You do that in all of the Rambo movies. You go down and think, <laughs> hey, I'm going to take care of this guy. And you know that he's going to completely mess up. But if you're that, but honestly, if, you're, if this is not the Rambo movie and you're that guy, don't you just leave? Like if I roll up to someone's place and half of it explodes, and then five of my guys die, I'm like, eh, we're good. Yeah, so so I have a really... It's a not a good drug dealer. No, it's a real in-depth question here. Sure. So every movie we see, with the, you know, these guys, whether it's good or bad, they all have these hand signals of yep. going this way, going that way. I'm going to use my karate chop, go that way, whatever. And it's always the same thing. It's almost like everybody's gone to the same school, nonverbal attack mode stuff. Yep. Do you think that's legit, or do you think it's just, yeah? Do you not think if the first time we get into a cave, I do this, Trey? <laughs> hey, Trey. Aww. Limp- you're, like, you're, like, you're like, closed Limp- fist. What is- it's like, hey, Jefferson, what's the limp me? You got to tell me where. <laughs> we're over here, we're over here. But if I'm, I'm like, then, then, but if I, if I go, if I go, <laughs> you're like, man, either we're going to go to a fisting camp, or he wants me to stop. I'm gonna to lean towards stopping because so, I've been friends for why, why for, he, for seven years. Why is he this new gun that he should have had just pulled out? That the new magnesium bullets are gonna light those guys oh, on yeah. fire. Yeah, Remember? Gosh, and then if I'm just I like magnesium shards, that's awesome. Oh, I know. We can really do some damage here with not only coyotes. Could you imagine just hitting a coyote in the ass? He's like out of bullets. Hey, buddy. Oh, oh, this is a oh, uh, this is a doozy. Oh, this is gonna hurt. This is Ooh, a, a, hole, a three, hole, two, gonna, hey, what's that hole? Wham, one, doozy. Oh, oh, and cut your leg off. Oh, he had a little cubby hole underneath it. Oh, come on, this guy is the most awesome character in almost <laughs> anything. Almost anything. Trey, there are many 007. Awesome character? Not Rambo. But awesome character? Yes. Just cut Rambo just decapitated someone. Ram- oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus. Rambo is going to hurt you bad. Oh. Now yeah. you step on a spike. Oh. Jeez. Yeah, you got two. Oh. Come on. There's that no, guy's dead. There is nobody better at killing anybody than Rambo. No. Nobody. Outside of Deadpool. I'll tell you, <laughs> Deadpool and Rambo, if they did a collaborative movie together, it would be the greatest movie of all time. Okay, I'd go that. Those two running around together, just Deadpool and Rambo. <laughs> See, just just deciding how they're the gonna murder Deadpool people. I love is the fact that it's got great lines in it. Oh, Deadpool's got the best they lines have, in it. But to have Rambo and Deadpool in the same movie would be awesome. Because because guess what, Ryan Reynolds, you could do as much voiceover work as you oh, want. Oh, oh, oh God, God, bless. Splitting headache. And then he's still shooting them. Oh. He's turning them into, sh- oh, just shredded beef. 
Oh, here it comes. He's got knives out now. Yeah, well, he ran out of bullets. No, he doesn't. He's got plenty of bullets. Look at this Straight guy. Up. The guy's like, oh, there's another friend. There's there's one of my friends. We haven't even come to the part where he's no. lights it up yet. We haven't. But Rambo can throw a knife. Yes. He can shoot a you know, you know, bow, gun. He can strangle you. And he can, oh, shit. Yep. Here it comes. Oh, he hold can, on. No, he's going to make him wait. He can wrap you to death. He's just like, oh, I'm going to make him suffer a little. You know what? I've killed all his friends, but I'm going to make him suffer a little more. Because I need to get a bullet wound. And then, oh, oh last he he spikes as he got. Dude, he's, he's got nails. He's got he's that, that he not only has it, he's got spikes. Dude, it's a nice he's got place. stairs in those things, though. It's a nice place. Gosh. It's a quality, quality place. You would get this on Airbnb and you would feel safe. Oh, yeah. This guy, which guy? Oh, oh. Not him. that guy doesn't shoot him. I forgot who shoots oh, him. Who hurt. shoots Rambo? Oh, oh. that's the guy. Oh, that's the guy. Oh, that's not the guy. Like um, said, he's prepared for two, 400 people but, and 30 guys show. Yeah, listen, <laughs> this, is, this is how I feel about my Christmas Eve dinner. Like, I thought I was going to kill this many people, and I killed like 10. Yeah, and, and, and we have lasers <laughs> that everybody can see. Oh, you guys are dead. And, oh, that's where he got shot. Oh. Random bullet. Yeah. Got hit in the gut. Yeah, okay. So, mm. this is probably the, what? 50th time Rambo's been shot in his life? You'd think he'd take it a little less lightly than he did, but he took it like like he lost oh another god. wife. Oh my god. This pissed him off. You don't shoot Rambo. Come on. Him off. So follow me to the, the tunnels. Oh my god. This is the last guy left. Last guy left. Captain fucking Man Bun. You murder Captain Man Bun. The only, Captain oh, Man Bun. Oh, again, 51. You know, the only the only time I wonder if I just Google how many times did Rambo get shot? It, it's got to come up, right? No. Well, you, can you don't make, think so? Why don't you make this one up too, by the way? How? Well, listen, <laughs> sir. He was he was times. shot fifty-two and a half times because it went through with somebody else. Well, do you want to think of guess? Oh, look at that! He is pissed. He got shot. Well, yeah, he's a gentleman. How many times was how many times has Rambo been shot? Jesus, I thought how many times is Rambo? Uh, I know not. There's no way anybody knows that, right? Well, no. I mean, these people watch movies. Because remember, he jumped off of like a cliff and went down a tree. And that first one, it was like bad. Rambo. Oh, no, Rambo kill counts, flowing data. Jesus Christ. Is this this is two, that's 2008, though. It's too old. Right. Well, let's go 2008 just to see. 101. 2008? You think 101 times you've been shot? I say 202. Let's see. Uh, here's a graph show. Oh, here it goes. Here Look at that. Oh, oh, oh. Boom, 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 boom. All the ground is like completely disappearing. Boom, boom, boom. That's preparedness. That's a guy who knows how to prepare. Oh. And he got out just in time to be right underneath that those shards of magnesium. Oh. He's the last guy left with a pissed off Rambo. And hold on. This is where I love it. Folks, 
If you're wondering what's happening, we're in a barn right now, and Captain oh. Fuck You Man Bun is wondering, with his limited amounts of bullets and his laser scope not working now because it's bright lights, big city. You know what I'm thankful for? What are you thinking for? All those horses out of there. Well, you don't want a horse to get shot, right? Well, the man guy would have shot all the horses that pissed off Rambo even more than he's all pissed off. Rambo said, get your ass out of here. I'm going to kill some cartel guys. I don't want you out of here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. You look left. He's going to look right. Your left or his left, Trey? Your right or his Stage right? right. And oh! oh. You guys Real slow. Let the light hit him. Yeah. Let it let get come into focus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's been shot twice, Trey. Once in the stomach and once in the shoulder. Yeah, but this guy's been shot four times. Both legs, both uh, upper. And Rambo's gonna look at him. Oh, oh here Lord comes the God. knife. That's the good knife. Hello, governor. Uh, you like a shrimp on the barbie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, how do you fight through four arrows? Because oh, it seems like shitty wood. This is a bad. This is uh oh. Here it goes. Oh, uh, look at how good his teeth are, though. Not verbal, not verbal. Look at his good teeth. He's got teeth. perfectly oh, white teeth. Oh, those are white. Look at how white his teeth oh, are. Here it comes. Oh, oh. right to the chest. He's got. He's got. Oh, he's Twist got, it. Oh, he's pulling it down. No. Nope. Oh, oh, I'm gonna throw so, up. Nice surgical. Oh, throw up. Yeah, yeah. No, can't watch it. Oh, nope, 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 nope. Oh, jeez, I'm going to throw up, Trey. Wait, wait, what is that? It's heart? Oh, God. Oh. Show it, though. Chuck Norris did that 75 years ago with Charlie Chaplin. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. So he was shot a couple times. He's got a, he's got a V mark on his yeah. cheek from a from a guy. He's got the Grand Canyon down in his front yard because he's blowing up everything in front of him. His neighbors are pissed. Oh my god! And guess who doesn't have to buy any candy for trick or treaters? The captain over here, because because he turned he turned Bates. his house. Norman Bates is that house. Oh, uh, as you say, he turned his house into 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 Norman Bates meets Tremors with all the holes oh, around. Rambo's in a rocking chair. That's Rambo's in a rocking chair. Also, that's a great metal band. Is that a pumpkin in front of his house? Mm-hmm. That's a big ass pumpkin. You didn't know he's a horticulturist as well as a world champion polo rider. Well, he's thinking, God, look at my yard here. Well, he can, first of all, he can salvage all of that Mercedes stuff. I mean, he's got to think about the money he should be making right now. What's the, what's the significance of the rocking chairs? Is it he's too old? Because you know what's going to happen in a second. Listen, he's, rocking... He's going to a horse and he's walking yeah, down well, the Yeah, well, I mean, listen. Rocking horses or rocking chairs are great. They give you something to do, but you don't get anywhere. And he's just trying to figure out how to reset. He's home. He just killed like 15 <laughs> He's got to explain that. Yeah. Do you want to spend some time? Dead guy in front of his house. Do you want to spend a little time in the rocking chair before the sheriff shows up? 
Yeah. By the way, wait, wait, wait. not one neighbor is called. Look, I see. Look. I see. You see. You, you see the uh, the chimney there. Yep. Not legal. Not legal. It's got to go above. Ten, ten people in the house, right? Yep. And there's our original Rambo. There we go. Okay. I have that jacket. Yep. Ramble with a mullet, that is best. Oh, well, that, I, listen, I have that jacket. You have that hairstyle, Trey. This is what makes us quite the combo. Party people, listen. I still try to <laughs> Here we go. We are signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. That is Rambo M16. Uh, we just did Rambo with everything else. We love you guys. Now, close it out with my daughter singing out the first time she took a shit. And most importantly... We'll see you in 2020. Love you guys. Trey, you got anything to say? For my daughter sings about taking a shit? Grandma's awesome. Yeah, well, we'll close out 2020 on that, or 2019 on that one. <laughs> Love you guys.